Welcome to the Wellspring Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this Sunday's service. The last couple weeks we've actually been talking about holiness and uh, and, and if you haven't gotten to, if you didn't get to hear the last two messages preached, we have a podcast. You can go back on Facebook, watch the services. Would love for you just to um, hear what what the Lord's doing in this body, in this house, and um, and so go check that out. But one of the things that we've been talking about holiness is it is holiness means this. It means to be utterly unique. Okay. The Lord is utterly unique. Can we all agree? He, life comes from him. Everything we know comes from him. And he said this in First Peter, as he said, or, or Peter uh, writes, he says, God says, I am holy, so you be holy. Right? And so there is something about where God is saying, this is who I am, and this is who I want you to be. And this is who I've made you to be. And holiness is not a... It isn't actually um, a list of moral values or standards that you are to live up to, but it is actually, again, the uniqueness of God. It is his nature. It is who he is, all of his goodness, everything that is within him. And so the Bible says that it was by the blood of Jesus that we have been made holy. So the Bible is saying this is that you've already been made holy. But I bet if I were to ask many of you, like, hey, do you feel holy? You might say, nah, friend, not much today. But the way Jesus sees you because of his blood is as holy. And the way the Father sees you, you're just learning to walk in it. And last week I began to talk about how we are learning to walk in who we really are and talking about identity. And this, and I am, I am veering away from talking about specifically holiness, but I do want to talk about as we are walking out the life that the Lord has called us to lead. And, that, you know, God's, as a, as a father, any, any fathers in the house, we just celebrated Father's Day. How, and there's mothers too. This is for mothers and fathers. But how many of you want your child, your children to be everything that they were made to be. You do. You want that, right? Is uh, I'm constantly with my children looking and saying, man, Lord, what did you make them to do? Who are they? Who are they? How can I call that out in them? And, you know, sometimes it's sifting through the, the junk sometimes. You're like, man, I know my kids called for greatness, but... If you saw the things they did and heard the things they said, I don't know. But, but as, as a parent, you are, we're constantly digging for the gold in their lives, right? And, and sometimes that's what it feels like. And I believe that's actually what we do as parents is we are having to dig into their lives, into their hearts, into their personalities and say, who are you? Who did the Lord make you to be? And how am I calling that out in you? And I believe that it's what the Lord actually does in us is that I believe that he is he 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 doesn't actually have to dig much. He knows the gold in us. He knows who you really are. And what he is doing is he is trying to call you into what he's already said about you. And it's how he works is you are you are actually Everything that you are meant to be in him, your identity, it is secure and complete. You are just learning again how to walk in it. 
But the, I believe the work of, his, of the Holy Spirit is to call you to who you really are in Christ. I had a, a friend, one of me and Austin's friends, came over this week, and she was sharing with some things that the Lord had spoken to her. And, and she was actually talking about our identity in Christ and that, and just what I'm saying is that our, our identity is secure. You see, the Lord isn't limited by time and space. He's an eternal God. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows who you are. He made you. You were actually made in love from the foundations of the earth. God's like, this is who you are. And because of Jesus, I can see you exactly for who you're supposed to be in the blood of Jesus, covered by the blood of Jesus. And as we say yes and surrender to him, the journey that we are on is becoming who we really are in him. And in Colossians, it says, as we see him, as we see Christ, we find out who we are and what we're living for. It's, it's, it's like us, as we see him, we see, oh, because, and this is why, is that Jesus is the perfect reflection of the Father. He's the perfect image of the Father. And we were created in the very image of God. So as we see Jesus, we see who we are always made to be. And so this story that our friend was telling us was that, you know, our, our identity is secure. God sees us that way. And she began to bring up this, this uh, she asked first if I'd read this book and, I, and, and the book Alice in Wonderland. All right. And I was like, well, I saw the movie. And, uh, and so... I probably watch a lot more movies than I read books, but um, I did remember the movie. But she was saying in the book, there's a little more language than what we see in the movie. Uh, not, not bad language, but language for what I'm sharing. But Alice, you know, when she meets the cat, right? And the cat says this, says, who are you? And Alice says, well, I'm Alice. And the cat says this, well, you're not very, very much Alice-like. You're not very Alice-like, Right. You haven't, because the, the cat's saying, you don't seem like an Alice. And then it goes on to basically, as she is going on this journey, the truth is she hadn't fully stepped into who Alice was is because there were certain moments that she hadn't lived in yet. There are certain experiences that she hadn't walked out, right? And she hadn't taken on, it would say it like this, her muchness yet. And... I want to encourage you this morning to say that you are actually walking out on this journey, learning to become who the Lord has already said about you. And you might be in a place where you said, I, I feel greatness in me. I see Jesus, but I don't see myself there yet. And some of you today need to be released from the, the condemnation and the guilt of not having arrived yet. It's not that we're not moving towards it. It's just you will never actually move forward as long as you're beating yourself up for not being there yet. And so what the Holy Spirit does is he comes and he walks with you on this journey and he's actually teaching you. The Bible says that the spirit of, he calls him the spirit of truth, says he leads you into all truth. And I believe that our lives as we surrender to the Lord is that the spirit of God comes and he is actually giving us the right perspective of life, he's giving the he gives you the right perspective of three things. So if you're taking notes, I want you to you can you can write these down, or if you've got like an amazing memory, just put them in the file. But I believe like paper doesn't forget, so write it down or on your your phones. But there's three places I believe that the Lord is wanting to to form our perspective, and it's these three. It's what you believe about God. 
what you believe about you and what you believe about the world around you. And I believe we live in a day and age where there are lots of opinions and voices around us, right? It is easy if you're not careful to have sort of a perspective of like, well, you've got kind of a godly perspective, but then I've kind of tapped into this over here and I've listened to this and I've done that. And before you knew it, you know it, you're just like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I, at this, you, the moment, or let me say it like this. A boat is meant to be in the sea, right? But the moment that the sea gets in the boat, there becomes a problem, right? Is I believe that in our lives, it's okay that there are different, that there are always going to be influences. There are always going to be voices. And it doesn't mean that you're like, I've just got to run away. I've just got to, I've got to get, I've got to separate myself. I've got to go hide in a closet somewhere. It means that you can... You can hear all the voices, but you know the voice. And my life is being shaped and formed by one voice. By one opinion. And I'm telling you, I'm wanting to share this with you today because, again, I believe if we begin to not have, I believe, the fear of the Lord in our lives where we say, Lord, I need your opinion about you, about myself, and about the world around us, that we can become like a boat in the sea, but we've allowed some of the sea in the boat, and we're sinking, and sometimes we don't even know it. Okay? And so the good news is this, is that the Spirit of God leads you into all truth. Our lives as believers are to be lives led by the Spirit of God. Led by the Spirit of God. Your, your relationship with Holy Spirit is vital to your life as a believer. It is actually through the Holy Spirit that you are engaging with the Lord, that you are engaging with His voice, that you are engaging. It, it is, you know how the Bible in Galatians 5, they're the fruit of the, the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit of God that is actually growing you and shaping you and birthing godly character in you. Okay? So, I want to give you a little scripture. Y'all good today? So you, if, if, if you are taking notes and you need a sermon title, you can call this Fully His, Grown by the Spirit. Um... Austin read this just a few moments ago, but I want to read it in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. It says this, but the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glory, glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So he's saying this is that I believe this, we're, we're Independence Day, right? We're talking about, we're celebrating the freedom. True freedom is a life found in the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit of God. That's where true life is. Anything in your life that is not fully submitted to the Spirit of God, it leaves room 
for bondage. It leaves room to be deceived. You know, um, Bill Johnson, he said this. He said, um, I don't have time to think any thought about myself that God doesn't think about me. And I believe that it's the Spirit of God that is teaching us to have thoughts. And I believe that even some of you in the room, one of the things I really felt this week is even in our nation, the state that it's in today, there are a lot of political views that are different. There's lots of stuff out there. And it's easy to say, well, because I was raised this way or because I found this out and I'm, I'm, I'm being shaped here. And I believe even, I'm not saying that we should withdraw from politics. What I'm saying is I believe the church has to have the Lord's opinion when it comes to politics. I believe that when it comes to family and when it comes to issues in our lives is that there are all these voices and I believe the Lord is saying, I want you to have your opinion. In the, the Bible, in Proverbs, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I believe the fear of the Lord looks like this. It says, Lord, I don't want an opinion that you don't have. I don't want to, I don't, I want to actually labor over the opinions I have. It's easy to become critical when we don't labor with the Lord. I believe some of you, maybe in your life, you've had, uh, maybe, maybe there are some things in the world that are frustrating you. Maybe there are some things about you that are frustrating you, and maybe there are some things about others that are frustrating you. And I encourage you to do this, is to go get the Lord's opinion. The Lord's opinion, what the Spirit of God says, submitting to what He says, brings liberty to your life. It brings liberty. There's so much liberty in just saying, Lord, what do you think? And that's how I'm going to think. The Bible says that we are actually meant to have the mind of Christ. You know what the mind of Christ is? It is the perception of Christ. It's the way he sees things. But to get there, it is a life. It starts with this. It starts with a life that's fully submitted to the Spirit of God. And so sometimes for us, surrender dependence, things like that, um, we, we don't always do well at that. We've kind of got our thing, right? We've, we've got our way of doing things. Well, I know this. I, I've, I've learned this. I've heard this. I'm an expert in this. And I just believe that the Lord is humble, and he calls us into humility where we just have this heart that says, Lord, teach me. What if... What if we didn't have to grasp, uh, we didn't have to hold what we know so tight? Like, I'm not saying what we know about the Lord, but a lot of times the Bible says knowledge puffs up, but love covers a multitude of sin. It's a lot of times when it's like we, our security is found in what we know. And I believe that the Lord is wanting to form what we know. I, I, again, I don't want any opinion that he doesn't have. And I believe that in this, I believe that the world needs the, to see a church that has the Lord's opinion, that, that carries the word of the Lord, that we're not carrying just a bunch of good ideas, but we carry the very word and life of God inside of us, that our answer isn't just the, well, I heard this in Sunday school, but it's like, no, this is what God's saying right now about this thing at this moment. And I... The Lord is not going to contradict his word. And I'm not saying there aren't truths in God's word that we can lean into and that we know. I'm not telling you that you need to 
remove everything that you know. I'm saying there are certain things that we build upon in our walk with the Lord. There are some things I believe, though, that we need to unlearn and relearn in the Lord. And I believe the Holy Spirit leads us into that. Amen. And so you you were made for the Lord. You were made by the Lord and for the Lord. You are his. Well, I want to I want to talk to you about your opinion of yourself for a moment. Um, how many of you like personality tests? I see you on Facebook posting them. All those silly things. <laughs> You know, a lot of times, even apart from the Lord, I've seen people who they, they take a personality test and they're like, well, I'm meant to be an engineer. And so they go and they're being an engineer and they're like, well, this doesn't fulfill. And I'm not saying I, I believe the Lord does lead in that, but I believe that whenever we I believe your identity, the Lord wants to show you that the Holy Spirit wants to lead you. He the whole the spirit of God leaning into him, his voice. It's the best personality test you could ever take. It is. He knows your life is hidden in him and he wants to reveal who you are in him. Right. And so you can trust him with who you are. You can trust him to show you who you are. You know, I've seen people take different. There, there are lots of things out there. And I believe all the personality tests, they're great tools, but they're not supposed to be your your grounding truth. That's what the Lord does. They can be tools. They can be helpful. But I believe absent from the spirit of God and his leadership, um, they can distort and leave us. They can distort truth and make things empty. Right. And uh, I've, I've encountered people who look, I, I don't I'm not going to pretend like I know a whole lot about the Enneagram. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's like a it's like the. It's the personality test of personality tests. It is so deep, and I don't even understand it. And anyways, if you're an expert, God bless you. And uh, there are experts out there. And, uh, but I've, I've encountered some people, and I'm not making fun of that. I believe, again, that is an amazing tool and can be an amazing tool in your life. But I've seen people who their identity is so wrapped up in it, and one day they're like, well, I'm a this with a wing of this, and then six months later they're like, I was wrong. I'm actually this with this. And then another six months they're like, I'm this and this. And I'm like, man, you just need to ask the Lord. You know what I mean? And, um, and so I'm saying the Lord knows you. He knows you. You were created by him. And if he created you, he knows exactly what he created you to be and to do. And for he knew the things that you would love. He knew the kind of people you would love to be around. And so why would you go to anything else to try and figure that out? It might mean that you have to lean a little bit more into him and you've got to, and you and, and it might not always be all the information that you always need, but he is faithful He's faithful to give you exactly what you need when you need it. And so you can trust the Lord with you. Right? And so some of you, you've had even opinions about yourself where you say, well, in a negative sense, I'm this. I'm just to this. That's just who I am. That's what I've done. And I would have you come into the fear of the Lord and say, Lord, is that actually what you say about me? I've called myself... Um, angry. I've called myself unfaithful. I've called myself the one who just can't get it together. And you call yourself, call yourself, call yourself that. And I believe the Lord is saying, but that's not what I say about you. It's not what I say about you. 
I've got a better word. And he's, so what the Lord does is he said, like, I know there's some dirt, but I'm digging and I'm pulling out the gold. I'm refining you. I'm purifying you. And that's what the Spirit of God does, is he's refining. He's cutting away the things that aren't supposed to be there. Just because there are things that aren't supposed to be there doesn't mean that you've just missed it. It means that you need to engage with the Spirit of God and let him cut away the things that don't belong. His heart for you is that you would be made completely whole. That's his heart. But... Just in case you're wondering, I want to say this. We all have those places that need to be cut away. We all have them. Not one person here is exempt from that. We are constantly being refined by the Lord, right? And so part of, part of being grown by the Spirit of God in our relationship with Him is coming and saying, hey, what are the things that don't look like Jesus? Because there are things that you probably don't even know. Probably things that you've just said, well, that's just who I am. And I believe the Spirit of God saying, let me come and give you a personality test. Let me show you who you really are, right? Amen. So, look, what you believe about God, right? The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is revealing Jesus to you. That's what he does. He's revealing Jesus. I, um, let me... Let me backpedal for just a minute. There's one more thing I wanted to say when it comes to you, okay? Um, I, it has become popular, or it, I don't want to say it's become popular. It has become, there has become a part of, um, in, in some Christian circles where I've heard people say things like, well, I'm just kind of like deconstructing right now. <laughs> And, um, and I want to kind of speak to something. I'm on, I'm on my self-discovery type journey. And I want to speak into that because I believe that there is a, there are some mindsets to do with that where it is, instead of actually seeking the Spirit of God for truth, you begin to deconstruct everything you know about the Lord maybe because of hurt and pain, because you couldn't figure it out, because of disappointment. And um, and instead of going to the Lord with that, you go to all kinds of other different places and you begin to say, well, I'm just on this journey and it becomes about me, 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 instead about Jesus, 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 Jesus. And here's the truth is it's not about you in that sense. It's about Jesus. Your life is hidden in him. This is not about your journey of self-discovery. This is about you being hidden in him, finding out who you are in him, and it being completely dependent on him. Not your, your little journey of like, well, I've just, you know, I've just got to find my truth. It's like, no, there is truth, and his name is Jesus. And, uh, and I'm, I'm not, look, I, sometimes I say things like this, and I feel like I'm beating you up. I love you, and I want you to be whole. And I want, I, but I believe that the enemy in this time is more, is in so many subtle ways trying to come and rob God's people of who they really are and the freedom they have in Christ. Yeah, you can clap. It's true. Is I believe there is, there is so much freedom in him. But again, freedom is in making the spirit of God Lord. And I believe the spirit of this age, we were talking about this earlier in prayers, that the spirit of this age is the spirit of self. It's all about me. It's all about my thing. It's all about what I'm figuring out. And um, it's, 
what, what I want to believe, what I think, my opinion, and I just believe the church should not look like that. I believe the church should look like Jesus is our everything. He is our everything. And, um, and it's a good word. And we have the privilege of making him our everything, of making him everything to us. He, lead, he is faithful to lead us in truth. Let me, let me keep going. Uh, I want to give you this scripture to, um, in, in the book of Jude. My son's name's Jude. He's awesome. Y'all doing good this morning? Is it hot in here to y'all? No? I'm like burning up. <laughs> I think a couple weeks ago, I was like, can we turn the air down? And everybody's like, no, but they still turn it down. So I'm good. You don't have to turn it down. I'll just take one for the team. <laughs> All right. I want to I wanna kind of speak to that self thing really quick, give some scripture, and then I want to give us... A few things on what in the book of Jude that Jude actually gives us on walking out life in the spirit. Okay, and uh, so I'm telling you this is that our lives are meant to be submitted to the Holy Spirit. He grows us. He leads us into truth. We we are developing the fruit of the spirit in our life. But it starts from this place of complete surrender to him. Right. It is about the spirit of God. Okay. So there's the scripture that says this in Jude. There's only one chapter. So if you're like, I want to finish a whole book of the Bible, just go read Jude. It's one one chapter. You can feel super accomplished today. Like I read a whole book of the Bible. Which one? Um, It says this, these people are always complaining and never satisfied, finding fault with everyone. They follow their own evil desires and their mouths speak scandalous things. They enjoy using seductive flattery to manipulate others. But you, my delightful loved friends, remember the prophecies of the apostles of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. They taught you in the last days there will be mockers motivated by their own ungodly desires. So there's people that are motivated just by self. Um, these people cause divisions and are followers of their own natural instincts, devoid of the life of the spirit. So he's hinting to life in the spirit is what separates that. It's what causes you not to walk just a life led by self and selfishness, right? It's life in the spirit actually causes you to walk with the same nature of Jesus who it was all unto the father and whatever he saw the father doing, that's what he did. And what the father was up to was touching the broken and the hurting and loving the unlovable, right? And so, but the spirit of God leads us into that, right? And so um, it says, but you, my delightful friends, constantly and progressively build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the spirit, Fasten your hearts to the love of God and receive the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who gives us eternal life. Keep being compassionate to those who still have doubts and snatch others out of the fire to save them. Be merciful over and over to them, but always couple your mercy with the fear of God. Be extremely careful to keep yourselves free from the pollutions of the flesh. Now to the one with enough power to prevent you from stumbling into sin and bring you faultless before his glorious presence to stand before him with ecstatic delight 
To the only God, our Savior, through Lord Jesus Christ, be endless glory and majesty, great power and authority from before he created time, uh, now and throughout all the ages of eternity. Amen. I just realized I didn't give the guys in the back my scripture. So I was like, oh, they're reading along, but you're not. So um, I want to give you seven things that he said for us right there. Okay. Is this is what he said as we're living in the spirit. He said, do this. Tell somebody next to you, say, do this. So let me give you seven things to do. You may want to type them out, write them down, or go back and listen to the podcast. Number one, keep building up your inner lives on the foundation of faith. Meaning this is keep on with the Holy Spirit, allowing him to build you up. He actually says to, um, he actually says, which is number two, pray in the Holy Spirit. Meaning this, there there are a few ways that looks like it means one, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues. All right. It's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Number two is this, is that we wait on the Spirit of God to find out actually what to pray. You ever been in a situation, you're like, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to ask for. You're like, life is, looks like this. This is happening in my family. I don't even know what to pray. Been there? Um, I believe the Holy Spirit actually shows you what to pray. He teaches you what to pray. I loved walking into our um, our pre-service prayer with our prayer team this morning. I walked in and they were just quiet. I was like, "Ooh!" I walked into like a holy moment, right? And and but what they were doing is they were waiting to say, "Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What are you doing?" And why are they doing that? Once they hear what He's saying, then they just say, "Yep, okay, yes." You know the your prayer. I believe every prayer you pray was meant to be answered. I believe sometimes though it's praying. The right prayer is praying the Lord's heart. What is he saying? You know, the, the word of the Lord does not return void to him. Right. And so when we pray his heart and what he's saying, it's not going to return void. It's not going to come back empty. Right. It's sometimes, though, look, and, 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 and his word bears fruit in due season in, in the right time is what we do is we find out what his heart is. It gives us hope for the future. Right. And then we declare what he's saying, and we know that it's going to happen, right? So that's praying in the Holy Spirit, is that we, we, we pray in the Spirit, we pray in tongues, but we also learn to hear what the Spirit of God is saying and pray what he's praying. Amen? All right. Y'all good? I'm going to start moving kind of fast. Number three, fasten your life to the love of God. Fasten your life to the love of God. Whenever I come before the Lord many times, I start from a place of, okay, Lord, I need to recognize your love for me. Like I've been kind of walking throughout the day. Like I, I wasn't nice to this person over here. I'm kind of carrying the guilt of that. I shouldn't have done that. I need to come and recognize that your love for me is still perfect. I'm come, I need to position myself rightly. I'm fastening myself to your goodness and to your love. You're, I, I'm reminding myself of your love for me. That there's nothing that separates me from your love. I'm learning to consistently in my life remind myself of the love of God and let the love of God penetrate my heart. So one of the ways that we're walking with him. It's ways that Jude is saying this is this is how not to live the self-light. This is this is how to continually walk in the spirit. Let him remind you of the love of God. Let him remind you of his goodness. Fasten yourself in the love of God. 
So we've got keep building your inner lives on the foundation of faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. We fasten our lives to the love of God continually. Number four, receive more and more mercy from Jesus. Some of you, you need to know that he is merciful. He is good. He's kind. Come and learn how to receive mercy on top of mercy. It's the waterfall of his forgiveness. That's constant. He's merciful. Mercy on top of mercy. Number five, have compassion on the wavering. I believe in our relationships with one another. You know, I believe that's part of that is getting the Lord's opinion about people. You see somebody wavering, you see somebody questioning some things, and it'd be easy to, well, just to form your own opinion or to get all, oh, I can't believe they're wavering. Why are they, why are they struggling? You know, why, why would they think that? And Jude here is saying, have compassion on them. Have compassion. Come alongside them. Get it. Find out what the Lord's saying to them and be a conduit of the love of God for them. Have compassion on those who are wavering. It's easy to have a critical spirit. But again, we should labor over our opinions of other people. Learn, we learn to have compassion. We learn to, I believe the Spirit of God gives us compassion for others. So have compassion on the wavering. Number six, share the gospel with those who are lost. I believe the Spirit of God leads us into that. Not out of a, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do it, I'm not a Christian if I don't do it, but instead of the Spirit of God gives you desire, and just the most natural part of your life becomes, as I'm getting around broken, hurting people, the love of God flows through my life. That should be a normal part of our lives, right? So number six, share the gospel with those who are lost. And number seven, this is a big one, okay? is hate any compromise that will stain our lives. Okay, so it's this. It's like, man, I don't want to touch anything. I don't want to allow anything in my life that would keep me from encountering everything the Lord has for me. It's, it's instead of just embracing like, well, this is okay. I'm, you know, it, it's like this. Even in our relationship with the Spirit of God who leads us into all truth, let Him define righteousness for us. Everything He leads you to is good. Is it become something of, man, I don't want that because I don't wear it well. It's not actually, it's, you know, I was talking about how with, with Alice, you know, she's coming like, you're not very Alice-like. There are certain things that will keep you from being who you are supposed to be like. It's not, you know, we, and we talked about this over the last two weeks is, You've been made holy, so be holy. Not like, hey, go try and be holy. It's like you are, so don't do anything that's not holy. When you realize I'm holy, I don't, I don't want to do that. And so Jude here is saying, hey, you want to learn to live free from the self-life, devoid from the Spirit of God, is learn to throw off the things that, that the Lord never asked you to wear. Hey, we got to stand with me this morning. Is I I know this is that the Spirit of God, the His Holy Spirit, is a gift from the Father to you. That relationship, He is your Comforter. He is the one who leads you into all truth. It is He He is a gift to your life. 
right? And this morning, I want, I want, I want this to bring liberty to you is that it is not up to you to try and get it all right. It's not up to you to try and figure it all out, to have all the right opinions and to have all the knowledge that you're supposed to have. It it is, I am trusting the spirit of God to lead my life. And he is a really good leader. I want to pray for you this morning. For those who in your life, you felt like you've been striving, you've been running, you've been going, and you've been trying to figure it out on your own, trying to do right, be right. Maybe, maybe you're in the room and you've like, I've been just trying to find out who I am. I've been to trying to find out who God is. I've been trying to find out how I'm supposed to see people is I want to invite you into a life led by the spirit of God this morning. I want to invite you into a life that actually isn't dependent on you, but you have cast your dependence on the spirit of God and he has begun to lead you. It's so much better that way. Like we were singing, I'll make room for you. Come do what you want to do, right? And then it, and then it says this, is that, look, shake up the ground of all my tradition, all the things that I've tried to build, tear down the, the walls of my religion, my form, but I didn't really know the spirit of God. And it, God, your way's better. Your way's better, doing it your way. All my stuff I've tried to build, my opinions that have left me ultimately empty and just angry and frustrated. I believe the Lord to this morning is saying, I'm asking you to lay all your opinions down and ask, and ask me for truth. Some of you, it's as simple as this. The Spirit of God is a gift. I like receiving gifts. That's why I have you put out your hands is because I'm wanting you to learn that in his presence, we learn to receive from him. And so many of you who have lived a life just trying to figure it out this morning, you need to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit's leadership in your life. Some of you might need to say, Lord, I'm sorry for doing things my own way. I'm sorry for having my own opinions. I want your opinion. Truth is, he's not mad at you. He's not distant from you, but he wants you. He wants your whole heart. You belong to him. You are made for him and by him. He knows you better than you'll ever know yourself. So Lord, I thank you for your people this morning. Thank you for your people. Come on this morning, if that's you, if you know that there are places in your life where it has been what you can do and what you can figure out and about you ultimately, I want you just to offer up those places to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need your life. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need your leadership. We need your leadership. Jesus, we say yes to you. We say yes to you. I want you just to to pray this prayer. Say, Holy Spirit, fill my life. Lead my life. I give myself completely to you. I thank you that there is life in you. There's freedom in you. There's joy in you. There's peace in you. There's patience in you. So I receive all you have for me. This morning, I declare 
Come on, I want you to say this. Say this morning, I declare my dependence on you. I need you. I need you. Thank you that you are good to me. If you're here this morning and you've struggled with self-worth and just um, honestly not, you, you don't feel good about yourself, you don't feel the love of God, I want to pray for you. If that's you, I just want you to put your hand on your heart. Lord, I thank you for those who have had the wrong image of themselves this morning. Lord, for those who maybe through different circumstances, whether it was words that were spoken, maybe it was things that were abusive that were done to them. Lord, I pray that right now that you would heal their hearts. Maybe it's things that they've done, Lord, that have caused them to walk in shame, but has ultimately left them feeling like they can't receive your goodness. Right now, we just release the love of God into their hearts. Lord, I thank you that you are removing the veil that has covered their eyes from seeing your goodness and your love and your compassion for them. I thank you that you are healing the wounds that have left people in shame and have left them in self-hatred today. I thank you that you are delivering people from themselves, Lord, that you are causing them to come into the truth of who you are and who you've made them to be. And so, Jesus, right now, we just release the captives this morning. I thank you that those who have been bound are being set free right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that where you are spirit, where, where you are Lord, that, um, that there is freedom. So, Holy Spirit, we say you are Lord here. Some of you this morning in the places where you have felt shame and guilt, you need to make the Holy Spirit Lord of that place and declare freedom. So this morning we declare truth and freedom over every heart, over every mind in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. For those who, um, I, think, I just kind of feel like this is for those who have been abused, you felt bad about yourself. You've thought everybody else is good, but I'm just bad. And it was all because of something that was done to you. And this morning, the Lord releases you from the pain. He releases you from the shame of feeling like you're not good enough. Lord, I thank you that you're restoring worth this morning. You're restoring worth. You're restoring worth. I thank you, Lord, for those who feel friendless, Lord. They don't feel like they deserve friendships. I thank you that you're healing that wound. You're healing that wound. As the Lord says today, that he is good for you. He has good people for your life. That you're worth good friendships. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We just, can we just take one more minute this morning? Just wait on him. Lord, we love you. I just, I feel specifically for this morning, one of the things is there's a fear of rejection and a fear of man. And I, if that's you, I just want to pray for you. If you want to put your hand on your heart, Lord, I thank you for those who have feared rejection, who have feared judgment from people, Lord, who, those who, who's, who have not been able to truly be themselves because they felt like if they were to be seen for who they really are, that they would be rejected. I thank you, Lord, right now that you are releasing them from the fear of man, from the fear of rejection, from the fear of judgment. I thank you that in your perfect love, Lord, there is no fear. There's no fear of judgment. 
sin. I thank you that perfect love casts out all fear. So this morning, we just release the love of Jesus in the room in every heart, every heart that has been gripped by fear. I thank you, Lord, that you are loosening their hearts to be able to receive again, to feel love again, to feel hopeful about life. I thank you that they have already been accepted into the beloved. Therefore, rejection is impossible for their lives in sense of you rejecting them, Lord. So I just thank you that they have been fully accepted by you. They're fully accepted by you. And it's the one that matters. So we just thank you, Jesus. I thank you that you are touching and healing in the room. We just speak life. I speak healing over every body and mind in the room. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Thank you for tuning in to our Sermon of the Week. For more information, please visit us at thewellspringchurch.org.